recording now. Finally. Numbers are going up. We've been sitting in this same room. Yeah, this room is, what would you say, 10 feet by 10 feet? No. This room is 8 feet by 8 feet. 8 by 8. This much time spent in a small room does not do much for the smell that is in this. Really? It feels, it smells pleasant. Feel, it feels a little locker roomy. I'm going to be honest. It feels a little oh, locker roomy in never here. Never been in a locker room, so. No, that's true. No. I'm joking. This I is have. what it smells like. You've been in, lo- you've been in plenty of lockers though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. That is not my upbringing. Don't make me sound like a trash can wedgie kid. I'm not. I got along with all types of people. <laughs> I was friends with everyone. I was like a social chameleon. <laughs> exactly. Let's do a podcast. Let's do it. Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland. In Anaheim, the happiest on earth. Hey everybody, welcome to Bob's Sons and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things that Disney Company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about Tron 3 gets a software update, the petition to change the Matterhorn, the story of the band that rocked a galaxy far, far away, and in our main segment, we're picking up with part two of our Get to Know Your Hosts that we started in episode 20. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, the Aaron to my Scott, Aaron, Absolute Humidity Whoa, Robbins. Hey, that was kind of plain. It was? Yeah. Can we try another one? Yes. After what I've been through today. Uh, have you ever heard that song? Because, you know, at least I have heard of the city she I loves me. What city is he talking about? Los Angeles. Okay, I thought so. Lonely as I <laughs> am, together we climb. Bing! Man, I don't want to be. Who brought the electric triangle? Where's my electric triangle? I always tell you, pack my electric triangle. I'm not kidding this time. Bing. You know, I never wanna Bing. Like Bing. I did that day. Try it again. Or we could just start the show. I feel like now that we're not interviewing Disney legends, we can say whatever we whatever want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what we say anymore. People are only tuning in for the Disney legends. Yeah. Oh, just with Scott. This is a Scott and Aaron episode. <laughs> Skip it. <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, people appreciate that we actually we, that we have content on this show, so we should probably keep up some manner of professionalism. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, the remain seated please to my permanent sentados, por favor, Aaron, Absolute Humidity Woo-hoo! Robbins. Would you love to tell our listening audience first how many take. times you... That was a first, first take. take. Yeah, first take this hour. Last hour, there was just... Over and over and over again. You know what it was like, Scott Storm? It was like actually waiting in line for the Matterhorn and just hearing that over, and, it over, over again. and over again. You did 67 takes on that. Nice job, though. You but finally I, got it. I really nailed it on that last one. You did, one. yeah. I'm felt, so felt excited. Good. I am seated. I am remaining seated because we've been in here forever. So long. Just creating content for Bob, Bob Sleds and Banthas. That's kind of what we do now. Uh, we just create content. I get up and then I walk to this little room here. I sit behind a mic and you tell me who who we have to interview and say, how how to and mostly to be quiet. My day pretty much amounts to getting on Instagram, talking with the people that are following us on Instagram, and then setting up like triple A interviews yeah. and then saying, "Hey, by the way, we got this triple A interview," and you go. Oh great! <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not surprised. You're 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 great at it. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show, episode twenty two. 
Let's call this one 22. It's 22. Yeah, episode 22. Get to know your hosts, episode uh, part two. What do you think people thought of the first one? Did you like the first one? How'd you feel? It was like a different kind of episode. Yeah, I thought it was good. <laughs> oh, man, you didn't like it. No, I did like it. One of my listener friends uh, who, who normally gives me some feedback. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what did that yeah, friend say? Uh, I meet with this person frequently, and so I normally get feedback from them about the episode, yeah. you know, and, and, and so I really do appreciate that. Uh, and there was just kind of a nothing. Yeah, and you're like, well, we've got another one coming. Did you guys release the episode last week? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we totally did. Huh. Listen, it's... Must have uh, missed it. I look at it, it's like the special features on a DVD. Sure. Right? Like, uh, you go through the movie, you watch the movie, and then you're like, I'd like to know more about that movie. Yeah. And you go to the special features. Well, here it's up front and center, but we are... Does it talk feel, about what we've does been it up feel, to. Does it feel a little... Uh, Self-congratulatory? Does it feel a little braggadocious? I sure is. I sure is a heck. Do not mean it. That I don't way. mean it that way either. I mean it as a uh, you know we are just voices to faceless unless you follow our Instagram, uh, you know count and, and you know to just there's time to just get to know what what uh, what our real thoughts are about our upbringing, why we would start a podcast, what are, what your thoughts are. The thing that I like is that I I heard some people are like yeah it was fine. And yeah, then I was like, great, next week it's we're talking to Roly Crump. Yeah. And I felt like that made up for anything <laughs> right. that we did where people are like, hey, I guess it, w- it just wasn't that banger of an episode. I'm like, okay, but I can guarantee you that next week's yeah. is going to be a banger. And it was. Let's talk about some of the other things we've been doing. What has been going on uh, in your personal life? You want? We used to do that on the show. You used to tell me what's going on. But you used to talk about tearing down sheds. I don't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> You don't talk about it or you don't tear down sheds? I don't talk about it anymore. Okay. <laughs> Something happened, I guess. Uh, let's talk about this, though. Most important things. Seriously, I do want to hear from you. What's going on with the show? What is happening with Bob Sleds and Banthas? And more importantly, your hair is in like a great spot right it now. It feels great. Right? It is. Yeah. It's in like a sweet spot. Yeah, it is. Where it's a like sweet when it spot. goes a little bit longer, it's going to be hard to manage. And if it were shorter, I'd be like, eh, it's, she's still working on it. No, it but right feels, now, it's fire. Yeah, I feel like it's on my A game right now. <laughs> it is. And, uh, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I noticed. It's, I noticed the other day, actually, and I uh, just wanted to bring that to your it attention. It does. It. Do, I do feel like if I had a superpower, it would be flame power because I feel like right my now, hair would yeah. look like yeah. the natural flame that would it does, result. Yeah. So it's yeah. all it's all shooting for the stars over um, there. Things are good. The, the show is fantastic, man. Uh, you know, it was such a delight to talk with Rolly last week. What a sweet man. What an incredible experience it was. And the hits just keep on coming because we're going to talk with him again. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a an, another opportunity to talk with him about It's a Small World. Yeah. So that's coming up. We just got done recording a very long conversation with Disney Imagineer and Disney legend Bob Gurr. Yeah, we just spent the afternoon with Bob Gurr and it was, it was amazing. I mean, Let me ask you this. Let yeah. me ask you this. You, you've now done this. Story. There's a little bit, it's not first date-ish, but there's a little bit like we we meet, we talk, we kind of go You mean you what, and me? Uh, no, when we interview oh, okay. a, a, a Disney person of like that stature yeah of stature yeah there's a little meet and greet at the beginning where we kind of introduce ourselves talk about what we want to do what what, what yep. the rules are and all that kind of stuff like that then you move through a very long interview and then there's a very pleasant you know like this is what we'd like to do going forward and thanks so much yeah. and then there's hours after that you're like i wonder if they liked me i wonder how that oh i'm did, thinking that the entire time okay. i was wondering what that was like for you the entire like, time uh, do they like us what's going on my hope is that again my hope is that we are putting them at a, at ease and that they're having a good time because yeah. if they're having a good time then they're going to want to talk to us uh we're, we're going to be speaking with what other yeah what other things you got prolific uh theme park 
entertainment journalist Jim Hill. Oh, fun. Uh, he and I were talking earlier this week, and he's going to come on the show in a couple of weeks. Yay. I'm really looking forward to that. I can't wait to talk to Jim. Jim is a fantastic storyteller, a fantastic teller of other people's stories as well. I think we're going to have a great time. We're, we're going to get to review some more board games. Is that true? Yeah, that's right. Uh, our friends at Ravensburger ha- are going to be sending us Disney Villainous to play and the expansions. We're going to be doing a review on that. They have another game that's based on the Hocus Pocus movie. There's no way we can play this with fans. We can't do like a board game meetup in Sacramento. Sacramento. We'll have like, to figure just, that out. There's, it'd there's be great. No I know it'd be so much fun. I think we should. We should play with our Instagram fan, uh, friends. If we're done talking about ourselves, should we talk about things that were in the news? Oh yeah, because then we're just going to get back to talking about ourselves. In oh our main yeah, segment. good. So the, so in between the ourselves sandwich talk, should I feel, be the news. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about ourselves way too much. Great. So I'm trusting you to cut this down quite a bit. No, let's oh. talk about. Let's yodel in the news. Yodel in the news. <laughs> let's talk about some news. What do you got there? Hey, Tron 3. Yeah. Tron 3 found its director. Yeah. Garth Davis, uh, who directed a biographical drama, Lion. Are you familiar with Lion? I haven't seen it either, but he has signed on to direct a new Tron movie for the studio, according to Variety. Tron 3, of course, being like on the table, then off the table, then on the table, then off the table. Not part of the linear sequence of Tron's? Is it a new story or what? Unknown at this point. There's There's been some belief that it will have some sort of tie to legacy, but will ultimately chart its own path. Okay. Uh, and so, and Jer- Jared Leto is signed on to star in, yeah. in this. Uh, he was not in Tron Legacy. Yeah. And so he may be playing a character named Ares, okay. uh, which is a character on the grid. This news story is interesting to me just because I'm a huge fan of Tron. I was going to ask you if you're, you know, old, old school yes. and, then, and then new school. I, yes, I love old school Tron. I love Tron legacy. I feel like the mythology of Tron has never been fully realized in a Tron movie or Tron product. And it's just not uh wreck it Ralph with more vector. No, graphics. no, 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 no. I mean, Tron there's Tron is this amazing story and we won't get into it too much, but th- Tron is an amazing. Get, I was trying to get a big reaction from you there by oh. calling Tron wreck it Ralph. No, <laughs> like that, like exactly. that kind of big reaction. Uh, Tron is this amazing story. It's an allegory of, of creation and and the creation looking like the creator and what it means to be a created thing. <laughs> I know. I want to say when when Tron comes out in the seventies, that's a eighty. Is, yeah, I meant to say eighties. I know you did. Uh, that's like a groundbreaking idea. Groundbreaking. That you, like, live in a video game like that. Yes. And. Uh, can you draw any parallels to that, to the Matrix being released and what happened with those movies? Are they well, heading down the same path? Tron itself is just so, it's so forward thinking, both the original and Legacy. I mean, you take a look at, and I really do think we should do a review on Tron at some point because okay. you take a look at that movie at the time that it's made and I think one of the reasons why it didn't do very well was because it's so cerebral and forward thinking about technology that people had not experienced. Yeah. The idea of megabytes and programs yeah. and what programs look like and programs look like their programmer because it's their representation and avatars like all of these things were not in the lexicon yeah. of people when Tron came out now they were when Tron Legacy came out and I think part of the problem with Tron Legacy is that it didn't build on that idea yeah. as much as it, as it could have it's deep as you were thus waxing before I was uh, but that's not the problem with the original Tron the original problem with Tron was the water that water scene the pond scene oh you didn't like that pond scene I was just like huh Oh, you mean when they're taking electric water and drinking it out of their uh, identity disc slash, slash uh, frisbees? frisbees? Yeah, I was like, huh? The picnic time? Yeah, it was picnic time. I like Tron. I like I, I like the whole Tron. thing. I like all the even new ones. So I'm excited about this. Seems like a historical biographical drama to full length feature, uh, you know, movie. That seems like a jump, but yay. 
get some new yeah, blood well, in there. That seems like the uh, the the typical track that Disney's been on. Good. You know, you take a an uh, uh, indie filmmaker who's who's made a solid small film and then give him a triple A franchise. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. why not? Let's just keep going with that. Oh, um, I really hope this turns out to be good. I honestly hope that Tron Three becomes one of those movies where it it does do for the series what the first one should have done. Totally. It's yeah. just not it's not uh, it's not killer IPable yet because most of the set pieces look identical and therefore it's hard to tell the pacing of the movie, but that's just that's a, for another time. That's for another time. That is for another time. You know what? I'm so excited about the next news item Tell because me. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I did this thing I was delighted about. I get very excited about a Disney auction uh, when they auction off things from Disneyland and so we did this thing where I kind of read three or four things to Mr. Scott that's Storm right. over there, Mr. Waxing and <laughs> Please don't ever call me that again. <laughs> well, it was just a one-time thing. Don't get uh, don't get excited. Uh, and then you guessed what the price were and told me whether or not you would bid on it. And now said auction has concluded. That's right. And so and we know you what know what those things went for. Right. So you want to go through those? Yeah. The silver banjo, I believe, was supposed to go for sixty to seventy thousand dollars. Fifty thousand to seventy thousand dollars. I said it should go for how much? You were all over the map, and you started very low, right? I did start you very started low. Very low. You started at like eight thousand or something like that. Oh, is it on there? You started at 19,000, I believe. I said 19,000. Yeah, I remember that very clearly. You said 19,000. 56,250. That's what they got for it? Right in there. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. That's good. Right on. The original Space Mountain attraction vehicle. Now, originally you said you would pay 4.2 million dollars for that. And I still would. <laughs> okay, good enough. I think I said around like $125,000 yeah, ultimately. You, you were you were you were It was you somewhere were between you 125. Were that one. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere between 125,000 and They 4. wanted 50 or 60 for it. They wanted 50 or 60. What they get? 53,100 $25. Okay, right in there. Again, I feel like that is a criminally low amount for an original Space Mountain ride vehicle. That's what uh, that 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 amount of money, that's a that's a scenario where I have a very serious conversation with people that are that oversee the money that I have in my life, yes. but it's not a deal breaker. No, no. that nothing's happening. I'm not going to prison. It is a very serious conversation. It's like you spent $53,000 on what? And I'm like, let me let me tell you again. It still has working audio. The, no the way. speakers in the audio still work in it. Wow. And we just got done talking with Bob Gurr, who designed this thing. Yeah. So yeah, my the amount of money that I'm spending that for this thing, thing goes a, up. I put that thing on a tractor trailer bed, I drive that down, I get that signed by Bob Gurr. That's right. Price doubles. There you go. Why did we not do that? We really should. We we were not forward thinking enough. Hmm. We were not like the developers of Tron yeah. in that aspect. Original uh Enchanted Tiki Room Fountain Shield Prop card. I don't think I, I don't think we did this one on we the We didn't episode. do this okay. one. Uh, this is uh, give me the over under. This was a hand painted shield designed by our friend Rolly Crump. Yeah, and it was it surrounded the large fountain at the center of the show. Yeah, okay. A pre auction estimate four thousand to six thousand dollars. That's it, four thousand to six thousand yeah. dollars. What do you think it went for? Uh, seven thousand. Twenty nine thousand three hundred seventy five dollars. Awesome. Way to go, Rolly. That's is what this, I say. This hangs on the pedestal fountain in the beginning. It's a smaller sign with beads on it or what? Did you see it? It's okay if you don't know. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, th that's that's jamming. And is that all the items you have? You want one more? Yeah, I do. Original Fantasyland attraction poster for Dumbo. Yeah, I didn't put those in the show because I feel like, mm. and what does original mean? Part of the original print run? 1955 uh, hand silkscreen poster. Yeah, hand silkscreen. Okay. Features Mad Tea Party, Dumbo, and what they want? Carousel. What they want? What they want? They for wanted four thousand to six thousand dollars. They got two thousand nine hundred sixty-two dollars. Twenty-three thousand. No, they did not. No, they did yes. not get twenty-three thousand dollars for that poster. I don't know why they got it, but they did. Twenty-three thousand dollars they got for that. Did you buy that? Did you buy that for your kids? I don't want to talk about it. Uh, one last one. Original Blue Bayou table and chairs. Huh. 
what an interesting auction yeah. item. <laughs> how, how did you get these? You know what I, I, I took on my last yeah. day? <laughs> Just grabbed a table. I just, I just shoved it under my shirt it was and so walked weird. out. I just walked right down Main Street with it. People are like, "Hey, there's a guy with a table and chair. Should we stop?" I'm like, "Nah." I don't think it is a table and chair. It's, <laughs> I don't it's, think so. And I just, I just walked. I out just casually. walked right out. Went Real right casual, the like exactly. The trick is you walk backwards. Halfway down, you just start walking backwards. Uh, excuse See, me, sir. Going. Excuse me, sir. You dropped this four top from your bag. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. That was mine. Yeah, I brought that in with me. Are the blue by? It's been. I'm going to be honest with you, Scott Storm. It's been a little while since I've eaten at the Blue Bio. It's not been a long time since I've considered eating at the Blue Bio. It's been a long time since I have yes. eaten at the Blue Bio. What are those table and chairs? Okay. It's a, it's a simple so, four top. It's uh, not. Yeah, that big of a yeah, deal. It is not that big a deal. It looks like something you might have outdoors if you had an outdoor covered area. Yeah, I feel like you could get this at California Backyard, maybe, or yeah. or maybe a. But the number of Monte Cristos served on that little flat. So top many there. Monte Cristos. Okay, what do they the want for of, it? The number of rolls thrown from this. nobody's going to ever know what that is. So that that's totally a, just a brag piece. That's a that you have to bring that up at I agree. a dinner party. Like, did you know that we're eating at the Blue Bay? I just wanted table? to mention. Yeah. So uh, what they want? Five hundred to seven hundred dollars. <laughs> seems so low though after all that conversation that seems so ridiculously low it does it's like but it also cheaper, seems, cheaper than actual furniture but you can it buy. also seems sort of appropriate doesn't yeah. it like yeah i mean why would you spend Was more this than an auction or they just had this stuff exactly <laughs> and uh, yeah it just it seems appropriate like again because there's no yeah. real notoriety behind yeah. it it's not like a showpiece yeah you're just like this is this goes in my breakfast nook now uh so they wanted five seven hundred they got twelve hundred for it Seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand one hundred eighty-seven dollars. That's somebody that needs that to come up. These are people that have more money than I would have gotten outbid. See, it's a good thing I didn't sign up for the whole account and go down that thing because I would have gotten outbid. Let me tell you the cheapest thing that you could have picked up. Yeah, tell me what I could have gotten and felt good about. I don't feel good about having a seven thousand dollar blue bayou table. I feel okay about it. That's the cheapest thing you could have gotten. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fun news segment. Thanks for thanks for bringing that up. No problem. Hey, hey did you read about the fans creating a, on a change.org, creating a petition to change the name of Matterhorn? I did. Uh, this is yes. delightful it's, to it's me. It's pretty funny. So some would say that this is PC gone mad. Yeah. I call it IP gone mad. Yep. The uh, change.org petition says every day, People forget the amazing documentary Cool Runnings, mm -hmm. which follows an unlikely band of heroes as they face the challenge of being an Olympic Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah. Seeing as there is a bobsled ride already present at Disneyland, and since it's important for Disney to represent their IPs at the park, I believe it is Disney's responsibility to educate the public through renaming the Matterhorn bobsleds ride to Cool Runnings, colon, the movie, colon, the ride. Yeah, which is weird because that's what we already called it in my family. So when I saw always this, called it this. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand what the big deal is. I'd hear that all the time. And, Did then you, we, and uh, the, the acronym would be CRTMTDR. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this came out a while ago, though. Fair enough, right? It came out. This 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 change uh, petition is almost a year older. You know, it, it's not caught up in the current. Uh, you know, stuff would be my first thing. Also, it, it was a joke. I thought it was sort of a tongue in cheek joke. Do you think this is a serious thing? Oh, it's absolutely a joke. Okay. Did this come out a while ago? Because it just is getting reported. The now. reason why it's getting reported now is because of the splash, splash mountain stuff, and because of just where we're at culturally. That it, it's funny to bring it back up. That wouldn't it be funny if this happened? But I believe this is 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 a few months. Uh, that change bot petition org has been out there for a little while. Well, I'm sorry for reporting on it. No, no, because it leads to a really great arc. There's a really great news item. There's actually another one that's either starting up about uh, the chef 
at the Carnation Cafe. Yes. Uh, do you know Do you know who that is? Uh, Oscar Martinez, yeah, right? Yeah, Oscar yep. Martinez is, uh, he has some, he's worked there for like, like for a long time. Yeah, he, decades and decades. Yeah, he is a mainstay uh, of Disneyland. I believe in 2017, correct me if I'm wrong, he, I think he was awarded something like longest continuously employed Disney cast member or something like that. Anyways, uh, uh, a, a known person in the park, a man of, of achievement. Uh, there was a petition to rename the Carnation Cafe, Oscar's Carnation Cafe, I think this is a decent idea. What do you think about that? I get behind that. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Cool. I, I can get behind that. Why not just call it Oscar's Cafe? Why is, not just call it Oscar's because, Cafe? Because isn't Carnation Cafe... Isn't, Don't they just make powdered milk? I was going to say, isn't that a nod to the original sponsor? Right. So it's only Carnation Cafe because that's what it's been. But if they were to rename it Oscar's Cafe and have something that is close to actually Disney history, that seems appropriate to me. I like it. I, yeah. I'm for this particular one. Are you for uh, Cool Runnings, colon, the like, movie, yeah, colon, I the feel ride? like that's the way it's always been. Yeah, when people just... say Matterhorn, I'm like, what are you talking about? Did you make this petition? <laughs> you might want to look at the username on that. Hey, so there's another thing that uh, we just feel like our listeners need to know about. Yes. There is a documentary that's coming out called Live from the Space Stage, a Halix story, and that's coming out on the Defunct Land YouTube channel. Now, are you familiar with Defunct Land? I am not. Okay, Defunct Land is amazing YouTube channel. It's run by a guy named Kevin Perger. Okay. And he does documentaries about When's old When's he coming on the show? Uh, next week. Okay, great. I'm going to see if I can book him. Okay, I'm still, I'm still in conversations with him. Kevin Perger is a guy I would love to have on the show just because he, uh, again, he does these great YouTube documentaries on defunct attractions. Yeah. So he's putting one out. He crowdfunded this one. This is a documentary about a rock band yeah. that played at the Tomorrowland stage in the 80s. Yeah. So like hey, one year, right? One year, 1981. Yeah. Halix was a rock band that was created by Disney. Um, it was it performed at the Space Mountain stage for the summer of 1981. Yeah. And it was this band that was manufactured by Disney's record label. Um, and as, as the company was trying to look for ways to, I guess, diversify its revenue streams. Yep. And basically the idea of Halix is it's kiss combined with star Wars. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I'm going to describe this poster because the poster of Halix is the most amazing music Isn't poster it? it's amazing, I've ever right? seen in my life. And I was going to tell you to tell me when I've got off, gone off the rails, but it, it's very much, uh, yeah. Kiss meets like Motley Crue yes. meets, uh, Dune, the movie yep, Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> meets the Weather Channel's yes. most epic uh, tornado thing. That's right. With like some, this is an amazing pre-nod to BB-8 uh, in the form of planets. Oh, that's true. yes. Years before BB-8 comes out. So there's time travel yep. future stuff in here. Uh, also, there's a heavy nod to the original episode four Star, uh, Star Wars poster. Yes. Uh, would you say it's- ZZ Va- Top maybe a little bit in there. It's the craziest thing I've ever would seen. Would you say it's Van Art to the extreme? Yeah, it, it is, but oh man- if I drove around in a van that had this in the side, I literally be like, I don't have any more room in here. You can't have a ride. I don't have any more room. Everybody's in here. <laughs> Everybody is in here. I want to get a panel van just to put the poster of Halix on both sides. Yeah. So that when people say, what is that? I just say, let me tell you. The idea that the end of my guitar where the six, you know, the six strings terminate into the little tuning knobs yep. there could be a lightsaber yep. is fantastic. Yeah, it's just shooting off as a beam. Yeah. Uh, the bassist is basically this like seven foot tall Wookiee like creature. He's the bassist for this band. Yeah. If uh, if a Wookiee and Gimli from Lord of the Rings crossed, this is the bassist. It's I love everything about this. Me too. I love the fact that Kevin Perger is is doing this is a, not a mockumentary. This is a full on documentary. Yeah, I'm glad it is. About I the hope it I hope it brings back 
Halix for a performance. I hope people get Wouldn't behind be this. It would be amazing. A Halix reunion tour? Yes, we need a Halix reunion tour. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so a Halix story is a true documentary film. Uh, it's it's interviewing the people who were in Halix. It's talking about the summer that Halix performed. Uh, t- talking about the controversy behind having a rock and roll band perform sci-fi rock and roll in Tomorrowland. Yeah. Uh, just there's so much about this that I cannot wait to watch. So I absolutely think if, if you are like Aaron and I, where you're just nerds about Disneyland history and especially the weird one-offs that are just fascinating to listen to, um, this live from the space stage, a Halix story, you absolutely must check it out. Go over to the defunct land YouTube channel. It's available starting August 20th. Yeah, fantastic. I have to get a Halix shirt now. I what, know. what if we could find a Halix like Galaxy? Why aren't we making a Halix Galaxy World Tour t-shirt and putting that on our uh, T-Public site? This poster isn't the poster for the documentary. This is the actual poster that appeared in 1981. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Who's the artist behind this? This is my new hero. Uh, so listen, we're going to take a quick break. Wait, and there's we'll... no more news? That's it. Okay, good. We talked, we riffed for a while. That's good. I'm excited about it because I was feeling like we weren't talking about ourselves enough, and now we can get back to that. Oh, good. Yay. Because that's what people are tuning in to hear. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be picking up where we left off in episode 20, where Aaron and I talk to each other about each other. Find out things that you don't know about your Bob's and Samantha's host, and maybe it makes you like the show a little bit more. Yeah, a segment that was supposed to be funny, and then it ended up being very serious. Like heartwarming. Yeah, we we asked some very serious questions. It's like the Wonder Years. You tune in because you're like, listen, that Kevin Arnold, he looks like he's going to get in some trouble. And then by the end, he's kissing Winnie Cooper, and you're like, oh, man, this really hits me in the feels. Me in front of the Wonder Years house? No. No, I didn't? Burbank, right? Uh, It is in Burbank. It is in, what do you want to go like? I'm going to go with East Burbank there on the other side. Were you kissing Winnie Cooper? I was not, but it was like, I mean, this is just a normal, it's a beautiful neighborhood. When yeah. you look at that street, I do this a lot when I went on my Karate Kid tour. Uh, you see it when you you see like where the street was that they actually filmed and you're yeah. like, what is so special about that street? Having made some movie stuff, when you get to the street, you're like, of course, this street is perfect for filming. Like it's a perfect street. And that street feels very much like that. And I found the house, people totally live there. So I was feeling like a little bit weird about being like, yeah, but they, but they must deal they with must that all, all the time. time. There were all a lot the of people there. But yeah, I'll show you my, my picture awesome. of me in front of the Wonder Years house. I love it. I love it. Kept it light and yes. light, light yeah, and airy. Really light. It was light and airy. Uh, Aaron. Yeah. If you could have any Disney or Star Wars prop, what would it be? Any Disney or Star Wars prop? I restate the question so that I can appear to answer it in any real time. Any Disney or Star Wars prop. All right. Then from uh, from. <laughs> From Disneyland, I'm going to go ahead and take an entire Jungle the Matterhorn. Cruise boat. <laughs> oh, okay. <That's> yeah. <laughs> go ahead and take an entire Jungle Cruise boat. The Congo Queen? You sure, the yeah, Congo yeah. Queen? Okay. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, or the Where do you put Ira that thing? Wada Lady. Yeah. You um, putting that in your backyard? No, I'm putting it in the front yard so people know what's <laughs> up. Yeah. That's right. There's the Robin's house. Yeah, you got that? I own the whole boat. You don't touch it. You know, I put plexiglass you between my driveway. You don't go near it. <laughs> Uh, and then from uh, Star Wars, uh, I would take uh, the uh, the needle droid from uh, oh the, tor- the torture droid. Yeah, 
Oh wow, that's yeah. that's wicked. Yeah. <laughs> With a little yeah. you just have that suspended in your foyer when yeah. people come in. No, yeah, I put it at I put it, yeah, in the, when I open the door for the Amazon Prime guy. With <laughs> yeah. the needle just staring at him. Oh, I was gonna need you to look into this thing real quick, make sure you're my delivery driver. You have a real issue with the Amazon Prime driving. Uh, and he does not like you either. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Do. You have a very combative relationship. Do you know this to be true or have I told you why? I know, I know this to be true. Okay. I know this to be true because you were rude to him one time. Really? Yeah. Do you know this? Are you making this up right now? Do you know why I have a problem with my Amazon guy? I know that he walks all over your yard. Yep. With complete and utter disrespect for uh, sidewalks or concrete pathways. And I know that he reads which way the package goes up with the label up and he puts it the wrong way on purpose. I know it because I have ring all over my house. I'm all camera yeah. and I've watched him like observe the correct way to put a package, let it slide down his leg and he gives it a little flip over. Yeah, but you know why you do that? Why? You know why he does that? Why? Because you commanded him where to put the package one time. That's true. But and I, he took offense to it. I don't know it. if we're doing a bit, but this is real life. He legitimately puts it label side down so that I have to go out, look at who, it could be any number of four people in my house and I have to go look at it and I I've watched him through my ring camera. He slides it down his leg. He gives it a little foot Yeah, because you offended him one time, and he <laughs> And he does walk it. across my grass. Yes, because he doesn't care and about And to be you. clear, you I like- You know why? Because you don't care yeah. about him. I did. Did you give him a Christmas card this year? No. No! Uh, yeah. Probe droid at the, uh, not not the probe droid, but the uh, the, the torture, torture droid, droid at the door for the prime guy. <laughs> <laughs> or, and my jungle cruise boat. Okay, good. So he's going to be like, I really want to go to this house because this guy's got a jungle cruise boat and that's pretty that's pretty. But I'm dope. running the risk. But I'm running the risk of getting stabbed in the eye with a, with a needle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he just opens the door and I'm like, aren't you a little tall to be an Amazon prime driver? <laughs> flip it. No, 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 it's okay. You don't have to flip it. I mean, I have an answer, but you don't have to flip it. Yeah, no, let's flip it. Very curious about your Star Wars answer. Han and Carbonite. Okay. 100%. 100%. If I could have Han and Carbonite as a decoration in my office. This is the real one. The real one. I will build one myself someday. Yeah. Yeah. But the real Han and Carbonite, Harrison Ford. Do you require him to be in there? What else is he doing? Yeah. (laughs) Crashing planes? Yeah, that's true. That's all he's doing. (laughs) Of course he can come hang out with me. Yeah. So so yeah, Han and Carbonite, uh, Disneyland? Yeah, tell me your Disneyland answer. Wow, you're you're it's right. Tough. I didn't I didn't think about like taking something out of the park. Yeah, they take the light out of Walt's apartment. Will ever <laughs> kill me for that? Yeah, yeah. Just you use lightning. torches and pitchforks. It's weird. The lightning went right through his skull. Down. It's, it's it's odd. <laughs> um, uh, what I was going, what I was gonna say, yeah, was uh, the Hatbox Ghost. Oh uh, yeah, uh, it hasn't been in there very long. Yeah, uh, designed by a friend of mine, and uh, uh, the new one. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, story goes with the Hatbox Ghost, though, that there was a version of it when the Haunted Mansion previewed for cast members. That's correct. And then it disappeared. Correct. There's a ghost story about a ghost. That's right. In the Haunted Mansion. It's just is gone. Yeah. Very, very little footage of it exists. But, like, I don't know if I want the Hatbox Ghost, like, in my living room. Like, that feels a little frightening. Yeah. For sure. What are you going to take? I like your Jungle Cruise boat. I'm going to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it's good. Like, it's a good, because it's I like- I watch movies on there. Because the thing is, is like, if you took a uh, Doom Buggy, like, you're like, oh, it's a Doom Buggy, Omni yeah. Mover, that's pretty cool, but yeah. like, okay, but it's just a Doom Buggy. Yeah. But you're talking about an entire Jungle boat. Cruise boat. Yeah. Fully kitted, outfitted. I put wheels on it, I drive it around, I sell ice cream from exactly. it. Exactly. You take it up to, uh, you take it up to the American River and go cruising Driving, down yeah. the river on a Saturday. Is that a replica Jungle Cruise nope, boat? It's no, it's the real <laughs> no, one. No, it's not a replica. I like that answer. Okay, Can cool. I steal your answer? Of course you can. Okay, I'm going to take Jungle Cruise boat as well. And now I get to ask you a question. Oh, Are is that ready? right? You flipped it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's my go. turn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, what reasons, this is going to require a little bit of thinking, what reasons would a well thought out 
reasonably intelligent person give you for not liking Star Wars? Somebody goes, eh, no, I don't like that movie. And you go, oh my gosh, why not? And then they give me like, and then they give an answer. Well, well reasoned. Yeah, what is the reason they don't like it? A well, a well thought out, reasonably intelligent person. I'm not going to flip this because I know you have a good answer for it. Oh, okay, it. good. Uh, okay, so some of the reasons would be, I'm going to take all nine episodes, okay. that they are tonally inconsistent. It doesn't tell a solid story over a nine story arc. There are plot holes or plot inconsistencies throughout it. I guess I guess the the largest the largest issue would be pointing out all the plot holes in saying like here are the things the classic trilogy establishes. This is where that mythology gets expanded on or or rooted in for the prequels, and then those things do not carry through consistently through the classic trilogy or into the Disney trilogy. So let's take midichlorians, for example. Yeah. Right. Midichlorians are- What as, are midichlorians? Well, let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> Master Qui-Gon. But what are midichlorians? So midichlorians are established to be an organism that lives inside all cells that basically generate the force. Brine shrimp. Brine shrimp. <laughs> the brine shrimp of the force. Yes. And this is a thing- that immediately takes away the mysticism of the force yeah. and puts it into the realm of biology. Yeah. And that ruins a lot of things about the force because now, as opposed to anybody who could tap in the force with enough will, training, uh, desire, now has to be genetically predisposed to the force. Yeah. And that means that you could be a Jedi and I could never be a Jedi. Right. And for a little kid, everybody wants to be a Jedi yeah. or Sith, whatever. Or an Avenger. But, or an Avenger. The point is that everybody wants to be a force wielder, yeah. but now you have automatically made force wielding a genetic predisposition. Yeah. That's a problem. That's hugely problematic. And then it's never touched on in the classic trilogy and it's completely distanced in the Disney trilogy. So that's an example where you go like, well, how do you set this thing up? Like th this is not, it's not a good series to watch because it's all over the place. Yeah in terms of plot and tone. Beyond that, I don't think there's any other reason. Yeah, what's not, wrong with you? I, like, Crazy. I, I can't, the, any, any other objections would be, well, I just don't like it. Right. Like, I don't like what they did. The Force Awakens is just a rehash of A New Hope. Right. Or The Last Jedi ended the Disney trilogy and then they had to restart it with The Rise of Skywalker and then they ended it. And they brought Palpatine back and everybody's related through Bloodline. And so again, there's no, nobody's special except for the special people. Right. But I feel like all of those are excusable. Like mm -hmm. I, I can make a reasoned response to why all of those, like I don't, I don't count any of those as valid reasons to not like the movie. There are acceptable losses in every movie because no movie is perfect. Yeah. And except so for the Karate Kid. And Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. But other than that, uh, I'm going to flip this question back on you. Wow, I was hoping you wouldn't because I didn't have an answer prepared for it all. <laughs> and then you were like, oh, you probably have an answer prepared. And I was like, maybe I do, maybe I don't because I don't. I, th I think what I would accept, and I'm only talk about, I'm only going to talk about the original three. No, well, you, no. you want you want me to expand it because it feels like it gets easier the more I expand it. it. Well, yeah, okay. So I mean, if we're taking that tact, yeah, then I would say nobody could give me a reasoned, okay. uh, a reasoned argument for why the classic trilogy, why I shouldn't like the classic trilogy. Fair enough. Uh, unless, the, unless the only argument is that's an old movie, and the and the special effects are so old and janky, to which I would even respond. I literally watched A New Hope this past weekend. Yeah. I showed someone who had never seen A New Hope, A New Hope this weekend. And I'm watching that first that first scene with the the Tantive Four and the Star Destroyer, and I'm like, this thing still holds up. Oh yeah. Like the practical effects practical. on these things 
still hold up. And yes, the lightsaber fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi is not as nuanced or choreographed as any other ones that come before or after it. I yeah. guess none come before it. But before is in the prequels or after it. But there's like all of those effects are practical and they hold up. Yeah. So I, I completely reject anybody saying, well, it's an old movie, and therefore you shouldn't like it because it's an old movie. You got to, you got to give me, you got to give me a reason to respond. And you want me to do all nine, or no, do you no, want me... take it however you want. Uh, yeah, I, I want to do just, uh, I want to do just episode four, but I would take it uh, if somebody's like, yeah, I watched New Hope. I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really like it. I would imagine what I would hear was like, I didn't the old stuff. Like it, it just, it didn't, it felt kind of old and a little bit cheesy. I would imagine I would get or uh, slow, like yeah, slow. Like it's really that was slow. that was my concern. Is like there's a lot of talking, and I'm not sure uh, what they're talking about. It seems like you have to have already swallowed the sci-fi pill to to get it. There's a level of onboardness that I need to be, sure, and I yeah. wasn't on board with it, uh, and so I don't really get what everybody likes so much about it. It seems like all the objectives in it are incredibly easy to overcome. Yeah, there's not there's not a true sort of uh, the main moment of the actually of, of that four is a sacrificial moment, and then there's like a very like a lucky shot thing, so it doesn't really seem kind of earned to me in that. So I just don't really understand what the big deal is. It seems like they uh, they, they wanted to blow up the Death Star, and so then they did blow up this Death Star, and I just I didn't get it. And, and the dialogue itself was was really kind of hard for me. I didn't really understand the See, character development. To all that of Han that. Solo guy, yeah, he carried a character. None of the rest of them I felt like could do it. So to all of that, yeah. I feel like that I'm is... I'm saying what somebody else would say. This no, is no. not my opinion, Scott Storm. <laughs> Why don't you understand? Why don't you like... Why, we're doing, why are you coming towards me? Why 20 episodes in on a Star Wars podcast are you telling me you don't like A New Home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, like those... My father-in-law... Yeah. My father-in-law famously within our, our family had never seen Star Wars. <laughs> what do you mean? He had never seen Star Wars. He didn't he, see it when it came out? Up until last year. Oh, I see what you're saying. He only saw it once when it came out. No. He had never seen Star Wars. So your father-in-law's four? How old is he? He is 67 years old. Wow. And he had never seen Star Wars. He's prime time for it. Yes, absolutely. Just didn't get around to it? Had no interest in it. Okay, Just right on. doesn't look interesting can to me. We, <laughs> can we meet which, this person? I don't understand how anybody can exist that goes like, that movie doesn't look interesting to me. <laughs> Like what? What about it? Doesn't look interesting. There are laser swords and guns and spaceships and a princess and like magic. Like yeah. what? Any one of those things is interesting. I have a friend where I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure that they wouldn't answer the same way. Maybe they wouldn't, but I don't think they're like. Eh, I don't get it. So, so this is a whole story. Yeah. My father-in-law. My father-in-law was going to interview for a position. Which would have had a connection to George Lucas. That's all I'm going to say about okay. that. And so I said, Dad, like, if you're going to be sitting down and potentially working with George Lucas, you need to watch Star Wars. Like, you have to watch this movie. And so he said, yeah, I guess you're right. I go, like, you got to do your research before an interview. you got to sit and watch this movie. We sat down and watched. I bought him, uh, I bought him a, 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 a book on the cultural impact of Star Wars okay. and then sat him down to watch Star Wars. And I was like, this is Star Wars. And his response afterwards was like, yeah, I just didn't really like it. (laughs) 
you watched it with somebody that never seen it before and what didn't a, like it. What at an the amazing end of it. experience! Just was like, nah, I just didn't really like, like it. Like it ends, they're getting their medals there, and yes. you, you look over and you're like, oh, is he crying? I think he may be and crying. I'm, like, I'm turning. I'm like, huh? Are huh? you ready for five and six? Are you ready for Empire and Return? No, I and know you like, have a lot of questions. You're really excited right now, and your heart's beating really fast. It's gonna be. And okay. you're like, oh, I understand. I understand why this is a cultural you're, touch. You're of, moved. You can't even speak. I understand why this is a thing that you love. I understand. Like, I, I understand why this is so important for pop culture and history. I, it was just like, nah, I just wasn't that interested. <laughs> it wasn't. And and then I'm like, why? And he's like, because I just I just don't like it that much. Like, interesting. I just, yeah, that's what I that's what I that's what I would accept. Yeah, I'm sure he's a, a very smart. I kind of can guess what industry he's in. So he's an intelligent guy, and he's just like, yeah, no, it's a lot of dust and just robots, and I don't I don't know. I, don't, I mean, he was it's like a lot of like walking. They're going all over the place, and I don't know. I don't like know. his his mo the the biggest compliment he gave was like. Yeah, I liked how it looked all used. I liked yeah, that it wasn't all clean. Course. And I'm like, yeah, like that's that's the aesthetic. It makes it feel like a real place. And he's like, yep. Yeah. And I'm like, do you want to watch Empire? Nope. No. <laughs> like, I mean, the not, Empire, no interest whatsoever in The Empire is a government. I mean, they seem like they kind of have it all together. What, what's everybody so upset about? Yeah. What exactly did they do that was <laughs> I mean, so bad? They're making they're policing everybody. Yeah. They're making sure everybody's Everything's in line. Everything's clean. Yeah. I think it's fine. Look how like, those stormtroopers don't have a speck it. of dirt on them. Who's asking a question to who? Oh, uh, I just asked questions. So you yeah, asked a question to me. Okay. All right, Aaron, uh, this is, I think this will be an easy one. Okay. Favorite movie of all time. Really, really want to <laughs> I love all the thought noises that I we know. give. I just, I, ma, just, ma, 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 I ma. just don't know how to answer, uh, I don't know how to answer this question. Well, I mean, I would. Ha- I, it sounds like cheesy for this product. I mean, I'd have to go with episode four. Really? Because I've, I've watched it. Yeah. I mean, I, I stopped counting at a hundred and something when yeah. I was young, yeah. but I just, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would have to go with episode four in terms of the number of times I've consumed something, the number of times I went to that movie as a source of comfort. And, and a you never of, tire of it. Yeah. I never tire of yeah. it. Like I, like it's not, am I, it, it's how many times, when am I ready to watch that again? Yeah. Pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. That's always something that's going to be uh, a part of my life. So it's in a category by itself and therefore would have to be my favorite movie. Good answer. Okay, good. That was fine. My lake fell asleep. Okay. I've not seen that one. Is it any good? The rated PPG 13. <laughs> did I, oh, by the way, yeah. did I tell you no. that when I showed my father-in-law Star Wars, I showed him the 1977 version. Oh, wow. Like, Way to go you. 100%, like no episode four, yeah. just when it was Star Wars. Yeah. And he still was like, hmm, just not I don't into know. it. I don't get it. Are the robots lost? Why do they go to the beach? I don't just, I don't. This is a man who loves like watching lot. World War II documentaries. I do too. And so I'm like, well, certainly he would love this. Like the, I mean, all, all the, all the gun battles. Yeah. All the, the dog fighting. How do you not love this? Yeah. Have fun with that interview with George Lucas. <laughs> hey, hey, um. I don't know. I could see George Lucas uh, digging what, it. What do you, have you seen any of my movies? I saw Star Wars. It wasn't that good. Oh, good. What'd you think of it? No, it wasn't good. You made all your money from that movie. I did. Did you think about using some of that movie to make a money to make a good movie? Well, I'm looking to see how I can spend my four billion dollars. Uh, have you seen Saving Private Ryan? That's a good. That's movie. a good movie. And he goes, "You're right. That is." <laughs> all right, now I get to ask you a question. Yes. Favorite movie. Mm-hmm. You want me to answer that? Yeah, I do. I, you already flipped you, I think. Yeah, but, you already flipped me. But I do want to know what your favorite movie is. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't pronounce that correctly. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It sounded like I said Raisins of the Lost Ark. 
Yeah, that was the that was the that was the California raisins. Uh, yeah, the, the 1989 theme game. for the state California that's state it. for was ra- raisins <laughs> of the lost <laughs> art. You know, we're joking right now. There's a 10 percent chance that's actually true. Yeah, they had they had like a because uh, it's not bad. bargain basement Indiana Jones running from a giant rolling foam raisin. What type of creative stu- creative studio, Scott Storm, would you most like to own and operate? A video game studio, a television studio, a film studio, or a theater studio? So you are the creative head of this particular studio, and you have to do it for the rest of your life. This is your life's work is going to be this studio. What do you guys make? Games, TV shows, films, or staged productions? It's not games, as much as I love video games. It's not games, because all the craft takes place on a computer. It's not TV unless we're talking Mandalorian, which is pretty much like film production. It's not TV because uh, it's quicker, simpler, cheaper. Mm -hmm. Man, I love theater. Mm -hmm. I love theater. Mm -hmm. I love the rawness of theater. I love that anything could go wrong at any moment and you you have to roll with it. You get one take. I love the creativity and the problem solving of bringing something that is on stage into the house to make it feel more alive. I do love movies though. And I love that movies can transport you anywhere and you can go anywhere to film a movie. Ooh, man, hard question. I didn't work that hard on the question. I just kind of wrote it. Yeah, this is, a, this is a brain burner. It is. It's a hard one. Film studio. Yeah? Film studio. Good. Yeah. I often think in my head, like, if I, if, I, uh, if I won, this is the question I play, like, if I won the lottery, yeah. and you have to play to win. Yeah. That's what they tell you. Yeah, exactly. and I, don't, I think you actually have the same amount of odds whether you no, play No, you got to play to win. <laughs> If you played enough times, you will win. That's what they good, say. Good to know. Uh, I've played zero, so I'm not on That's that. why you've never won. I know, and I always think if I did win, like what type of studio, that's where this the genesis for the question is that great question. exercise I play with myself. Uh, <laughs> Ken took a left turn there. It's a right turn. Uh, you're up. Uh, Aaron, would you rather live in a pre-internet world or a current generation world? Oh, current generation. Really? Yeah. All the way. Wow, I'm surprised. There is no opportunities for for little Aaron Robbins in a pre-internet world. There's just, that's uh, my whole thing. My whole life is based around the anti-gatekeeper or the the destruction of the gatekeeper mentality and pre-internet. Every industry I want to be a part of, games, film, movie, there's some gatekeeper that I don't feel qualified to meet with and find out how that works. Um, the internet, I mean, the, the, other than the transform, transporting of information, the availability of information, one of the greatest things of the internet of YouTube is the democratization of content creation. That That is, Aaron exists for that reason alone. Yeah. I wasn't born until the internet was born. And not because of all that, that tech stuff. It was. It's because there are no gatekeepers anymore. If I say I want to have a Star Wars and Disneyland podcast, I get to do that now. Sure. And I get to decide. And, that's and that's the, the world, benefit. Yeah, the world gets to decide uh, what they think about that. Somebody, yep. somebody at some company doesn't be like, that sounds dumb. I mean, how many people are really going to listen to that? Uh, if I want to make a movie, I can now do that, distribute it, and be a filmmaker. Yeah, but then t- you have PewDiePie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super successful, right? Yeah, but he's, but you have a guy like PewDiePie. Yeah. You know, like Felix. And he's a millionaire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am, I, I, I don't start existing yeah. until the internet but starts what, existing. But, but what about the, I'm not arguing your answer. I, I think it's interesting. I, I was, I wouldn't have expected that oh, as really? your answer. No, no, I wouldn't have expected that as your answer. Because like, what about the myth making of the pre-internet era? You know, like that, that doesn't hold any sway to you. That doesn't like that, that thing where information was passed organically to one yeah. another and maybe you got the information right or maybe you didn't and 
someone had a source that you didn't have, and so you need to seek out that source. And the analog nature of the pre-internet in terms of information and creativity, yeah, that doesn't hold any sway to you? Or, I, or, or magic for that yeah, matter? Yeah, it does hold magic. And the way I look at it is that there, there were a number of large stories before the internet existed. And those stories existed in book form and in movie form and in TV form. And they fit pretty good. Some yeah. of them fit pretty good in, into my heart. Those stories fit pretty good into my heart. When the internet comes out and when, when non-gatekeeper distribution comes out, all of a sudden the littlest stories, and therefore they are more niche, the story is more specific, those become my, my knowledge of them becomes much better. So there's graphic novels I just would have never heard of yeah. without without yeah, yeah. the internet. Sure. There's video games that would have never been made. Um, I mean, this show wouldn't be here. The show like, wouldn't be know, here. That's, right? that's and, a good point. And there is a chance that one of these episodes or something that I have said or you have said on this episode uh, is the only thing of value that, that somebody will take from Bob Sleds and Banthas, but it is incredibly important to them that sure, it just so yeah. happened to be that the way I strung a few words together that was common for me or common for you helped somebody come to terms with something they've not been been able to come to terms with and I've uh, the internet has given me that opportunity to get those niche stories so so big stories pre-internet they fit pretty good into my heart Star yeah. Wars is like oh, yeah that's my jam yeah. I like that. that's yeah. good that kind of sums up who I am a little bit there's some holes some parts where that puzzle piece doesn't fit in the internet has allowed storytelling away where like oh man that thing fits Perfectly. Yeah, you have a PewDiePie-sized hole in Boy, your you heart. Boy, keep, you keep going back to, <laughs> to PewDiePie. You put it right there. I have examples of that, of just things that I that, that are deeply personal, deeply moving stories, where I'm like, that that thing never gets made in a pre-internet era. Sure, I'm yes. never aware of yes. it in a pre-internet area, and even if I am, it did get made, and I am aware of it, I have no means to get it because it's in like some random... There's two copies in a random bookstore in yeah. San Francisco or something, uh, but now I can get access to that story... And I can have something that helps me come to terms with my own views of the world, of suffering, of pain, of life, of joy, of being creative, uh, where I'm like, man, this, the way this guy writes, the way this girl creates or whatever, it's, it's like I'm, it's like I'm telling them what I need and they're yeah. just making it. I love that that can happen for people. Now, I think that the world is an incredibly painful and hard place. And when you have access to story uh, in such a way, it, it becomes a way of coping with with some of that stuff. So I, I dig it. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't exist before pre-internet. Except I do I do believe you do exist before pre No, I don't. It's literally like, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, what was his you name? Just coming Al Gore me? flipped the internet switch on. And then all of a sudden you just walked out. I was out. like, hello. You walked out of a, a Windows... Uh, uh, in 98 uh, I don't even screen. remember the sound yep I was all pixely and beautiful you were you still are Windows 95 sorry yeah. it should have been Windows 95 okay. you walked out of Encarta uh-huh. <laughs> just what was Encarta an encyclopedia yeah it was the Microsoft encyclopedia yeah. on a, a CD-ROM this is amazing you can know almost anything pretty quickly where's the other disc oh no there's only one <laughs> yeah really uh, this yeah. is all the information in the world yep yep <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it's most of it. It's what we had time to collect. That was a tough question. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, Mine start to mine start to derail from here. Uh, what's one thing people should always put on a hamburger, and what's one thing people should never put on a hamburger? That is so close to one of my questions. <laughs> really? You have no idea. You should always put American cheese on a hamburger. Okay. You should never put relish on a hamburger. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 I don't think I ever have, so I feel pretty good about that. Can I tell you, please? side note, because that was a quick question. Yeah. I once went to a restaurant, and they had a peanut butter and jelly and sriracha cheeseburger. Yeah. And I ate that on a dare, because I was okay. like, there is no way. There is no way, no. 
Yeah. How that did, doesn't make sense. How did 4 a.m. feel? Uh, and you're about to tell me it was delicious. It was delicious. Yeah? It was like, whoa. Yeah. Someone made this on a dare and then went, we got something here that we can charge $17 for. Yeah. It was great. Right on. Peanut butter, jelly, sriracha, and a cheeseburger. Yeah. You would not think any of those things belong. No. None of them. You would be super, you'd be amazed. Salty and savory and it's, sweet and, and hot. Hot. Yeah. Oh, and then you got the it's just cheese. like this podcast. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's our tagline. Yep. Salty, sweet, uh, savory, and hot. Like a peanut butter and jelly sriracha hamburger. Hey, yeah. uh, Aaron Robbins. Hey, Scott Storm. Which Disney attraction are you? Uh, if uh, if if Space Mountain and the Jungle Cruise had a baby, I'm that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm that. I'm that attraction. Definitely. <laughs> Is that a fair answer? That's a fair answer. Space yeah. Jungle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Jungle Mountain. Jungle Mountain. That was also your wrestling name, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah, just for the one season. <laughs> you know, you went to SummerSlam that year. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, just for the one Come season. Come on, Jungle Mountain! And you're oh, just running yeah. down the ramp. Oh, you're a little short for a mountain. I was like, hey. Foothill. Foothill didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Didn't fit on my title I was because I was trying to go foothill, but people kept smushing it together as foothill, and it doesn't work for me. Uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a turn for the serious here. Oh, boy. We've, we've been in the light way too long. Is that the yeah, just why? for one question, <laughs> it got a little light. Hey, Scott Storm, what's different about the trips you take to Disneyland with your family now, you as the dad, than when you went with a family growing up? What are things that are, are different about the way you do Disneyland as, as, as sort of maybe the, the leader or co-leader of your troop than are, that are very different than the way when you grew up going to Disneyland? It's a good question. Really good question. I wasn't sure if it was, but I really want to know. No, I think it is. Um, for me, I, I would say the, again, my my... My parents, primarily my dad, took me to Disney a lot uh, growing up, and but I think my, I think my dad treated my dad treated the park more like an amusement park than mm-hmm. a theme park, right? And so, uh, not that he was against any of the magic of Disney, uh, but he really loved the rides and the shows and attractions, and he would get my picture with the the, the characters and that sort of thing. Yeah, but um, he wasn't. He didn't have the childlike wonder of mm-hmm. Disneyland. And I think that's what's different for me is like, I'm there with the childlike wonder. Okay. Yeah, you know? definitely. And uh, not that either's wrong. In fact, I think I think most people would expect their dads to be more like my dad. And I'm much more like, uh, uh, you know, I try, I try to not be an igno- obnoxious Disney fan. Right. Um, but like, but just entering, uh, I would say it this way. Uh, my dad didn't enter my world uh, when we went to Disney, but he was a part of my world. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think I enter my kids' world at Disney. I see mm. it through their eyes, and we experience it together through their eyes uh, than than it was with uh, with me growing up. Nice, yeah. Transactional, you know, it's a little bit more transactional. Yeah, no, I think it's a solid uh, answer. A yeah, I like it. It explains things. Uh, hey, Aaron. Hey, what? What's one topping you should always put in frozen yogurt? And one topping you should never put in frozen yogurt. Easy. Uh, chopped peanuts should always go in frozen yogurt. Really? <laughs> and tuna fish should always? never go. No, 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 no. I mean a topping <laughs> that is that you would find at a frozen yogurt yeah, bar. Yeah, no, same answer. No, no, no. They don't have canned tuna <laughs> at a frozen yogurt bar. You've never gone to uh, Vera, Vera Shalaki. I've never been to Vera Shalaki's. <laughs> Yogurt a go go? No, I haven't. Oh, she's I got haven't. everything. Uh, you mean the Greek yogurt place? Is that car, what it is? Car oil. <laughs> Come on. Okay. You're saying peanuts always go in a frozen yogurt? 
in that's, my f- your, that's always your topping in a frozen yogurt? Uh, growing up, I was a, a no-topping uh, snob. Uh, oh, just yeah. a purist. Yeah, a real purist, yeah. like uh, toppings wrecked. Yeah. It, and At there the was, TCBY? Uh, it was a honey treat oh, okay. was what we had. Oh, nice. And toppings, you didn't get them right. Like, you told them what they wanted, so there was, like, a little bit of judgment going on there. Yeah. Like, now you just, there's no judgment. It's just like, yeah, you just, there's what, actually whatever. no yogurt in there. You just scooped a bunch of, like, yeah. strawberries Put in there. Put whatever abomination you <laughs> yeah. want together, yes. <laughs> we don't care as long as it weighs a lot. It doesn't matter to us. But back in the day, when you'd go to a frozen yogurt place, you would tell the person what they want, and then they would kind of, there was a little bit of, like, uh, okay, yeah, you mix yeah, I guess you want that. Just sprinkles, huh? Yeah. Well, way to go. So it's like your birthday today or what? <laughs> and so I was, uh, I was definitely, I didn't want to get into that conversation. So you're just like I'm fine. Just I didn't know me. what I didn't know what half of them were. Are they like you want crushed Butterfinger? I'm like I don't I don't know what that is. Butterfinger, I guess, is a candy bar. And yes. you, you guys, how did you crush it? Did you have gloves on? Did you use the back of a hammer? We just mashed it together. I'm gonna need a lot more information before I'm comfortable <laughs> making any. So I was I grew up no no toppings whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and then later in life and chocolate only chocolate frozen yogurt. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm no. only vanilla. So okay, yeah, yeah, I was only chocolate. And and no toppings, and then later I kind of just I just wasn't really into the frozen yogurt game, uh, so I just eat other pe- people. Like I got I got out of I it. I wasn't digging on that frozen yogurt. Game. You know how people stay in too long. Sometimes you're like, man, you you've been in the frozen yogurt game for a long time. Yeah, you should have exactly. gotten out. I got out at the right time. Yeah, uh, I, was, I say no to froyo. Yeah, I did for a long time. I was just like, I'm not into it anymore. I don't. I, I mean, are we eating ice cream or are we eating frozen yogurt? I don't understand. It feels like I'm look, just either going, we're full fat or we're non-fat. <laughs> yeah, okay, and I'm going to choose full fat. Yeah, I and plus, you know, deep in my heart, I'm going to tell you this, Scott Storm. You didn't ask, but deep in my heart, I can't wait. I'm a soft serve purist. There's nothing finer oh, than soft yeah. serves just ice cream. Pillowy and yeah, and light on a cone. Yeah. I just I love soft cake serve. cone. Yes, I'm, really. Yeah, I'm. I'm not strictly a cake coner, but I am a cake coner. Wow, I had a cake cone last night. Did you? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Cake cones are the jam with really? soft like, serving them. You like, you like that better? Well, with soft serving them, yes. Yeah, yeah, you're because right. Because the cake cone soaks up the lovelies. Yeah, sure. Okay, you're right. It you're turn, right. it turns into some kind of like crunchy eclair donut thing after it soaks up the chocolate. Yeah, or tasty flavored wallpaper, one or the <laughs> yeah, other. It's good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I know this is, I'm taking this yogurt question too seriously. Very Ch- seriously. Chocolate purist. And then when I got out of the game... Uh, when I went into recovery, it's almost like we've been podcasting for two and a half hours. <laughs> I was uh, I was introduced to the uh, the fruit uh, a fruit with nuts, and that's a that's a very a delightful thing for a forty year old over over forty. And you now, put mucilex in that pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, but a guar what gorm <laughs> germ <laughs> seed? I don't know. I just I put some oil, some germ seed, and whatever. I put some chia pet. Makes me regular. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. I'm like, it works for the chia. Maybe I grow a little more hair up here. I don't know. (laughs) But nah, frozen yogurt is a scam. (laughs) It is, man. You know it is. Don't front. (laughs) I'm done with your question. I'm going to ask you a question. (laughs) Please do. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. This was supposed to pair with my first question I asked you. I thought I was going to be all smart and have my last question pair with my first question. We heard earlier on the podcast- Seven episodes. This is part seven of it. <laughs> what your uh, what your what your what your feelings were on your first uh, knowledge of becoming a cast member that you would be into the, the college program and all that. Tell me about your last day. The last day you were on Disney property as as a cast member. Oh my did gosh. you know it was going to be your last day, or was that a surprise, or did you have some kind of like, man, this is it? I'm walking out a cast member, never to return. Wow. Um. I'll try to keep the story short. Okay. Um, I did know it was my last day, but it came up very, very quickly. Mm. 
So uh, the, the long and short of this story is I was working down in Orlando. Um, I was dating uh, the woman who had become my wife. Uh, she lived in California. And we had done the long distance thing for a little while. And then we got to a point in our relationship where it was like, what's going to happen here? Mm. Like one of us has to make a move because we can't keep doing this long distance mm. thing. It was just like the episode of Friends with Emily. I don't know who that is. Oh, wow. Okay. Is that Ross? Ross, Ross and that? Emily, yeah. Ross and Emily? Mm-hmm. She lived in Paris or something like that? Yeah, London. I don't know. I've I never can't seen believe the, I know this. I've never seen the show. I have no idea. Oh, okay. All right. So good. We're both just riffing on Friends? Yeah. Fantastic. So we decide somebody has to make a move here. Yeah. It made sense for me to make the move. I had been living in LA. I moved back to Orlando. So right. it was like, well, why don't I just move back to LA? I have somewhat of a life there to begin with. Yeah, and Florida's awful. Yeah, but the job was great. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. Um, just joking, Florida, you're great. Florida's great. Florida's great. I love Florida. Yeah. I love Florida. If you can accept the fact you take three showers a day in Florida, yeah. you're fine. Yeah, let's just outlaw hot air balloons. We can do deal with uh, like 60% right. of the, the accidents we can get rid of if, we, if you guys just get rid of your get hot, rid air of hot air balloons. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And more showers, less hot air balloons. There you go. Easy. So um, so we had had the, we had had like a real conversation about like, okay, well, I'm going to move back. I'll move back to California as soon as I can find a job. Right. And I interviewed over the phone for a position and they hired me and mm. they said, can you be out here next Monday? Basically. Mm. Wow. More or less. And I said, yes. And I was not expecting that to happen. Right. I was expecting to take time and that, you know, take time to find a job and move out. So I was doing the castle show. Uh, I was doing the, the show that was in front of the Cinderella's castle and that was like my regular, my regular thing was I would, I would go do the castle show four times a day or whatever it was and then do parades. And so I went that I accepted the position and I went and told my, my supervisor, uh, for the show, Hey, listen, I got to resign. And they said, okay, when is your resignation? And I said, Friday. And it was wow. like a Tuesday. Yeah. Wow. I didn't give two weeks notice or anything like that. And they said, okay. And so I worked during the week and uh, so I had like four days to, to sort of comprehend the fact that I was going to be leaving Ugh. Disney and probably not coming back. And, and as a character, um, especially being like a full-time character, like I have my own, I have my own gear, you know, it was like, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, it, you know, like, uh, you know, I had like my own costume and it would have my, my name on the back of oh, it gotcha, and like that. Gotcha. And so okay. like I have my own shoes and my own jacket it's tailored and, to you tailored to me you don't I, take it home and wear it out no no in public, no, no, no but it, it's, <laughs> right. it's disney's costume yeah that was exactly tailored like for you like i go into i go into cos uh, to, to costuming and you say give me the storm like, and the, yeah i go like hey and they're like oh hey scott and i'm like uh, are you on yeah who are you playing today this is who i'm playing okay let me go get your costume right and so like i have my own stuff yeah and i had my own life and so it was weird because i was like i'm gonna be giving these things back like yeah and I'm probably not coming back here. Like oh, this is totally. probably be the last time. So it was it was a real real weird experience because yeah. it was so abrupt. Yeah. Which in in retrospect, very good for me because it wasn't like the long goodbye. It wasn't yeah. like Band-Aid you know thing. my yeah my farewell tour where I took 30 days to say goodbye and everything like that. It was just sort of like Scott's packing up and he's going. Okay, we're gonna have a good goodbye party for him and then he's in his car with his U-Haul and he's moving back to California, Yeah, which wasn't completely out of the realm of norm for me because I, I did bounce between coasts a lot, uh-huh. but, uh, but I had been back here for a long time, uh, back in Orlando for a long time. And so, uh, to, to say goodbye was really weird. And yeah, it was driving away was this, like, I'm saying goodbye to a chapter of my life. Yeah. That is the most 
formative chapter of my life at the time, more formative than college and the most fun chapter of my life that I've ever had. And, uh, and a knowledge that I wouldn't be back there was very sobering and weird. Yeah. And there was a part of me that always held out hope, like, well, I'll move back to Florida and then I'll sort of not pick up where I left off. Cause I wouldn't be with the company necessarily, but like I'd have familiar touch tones and things like that, but that's, it's never happened that way. Wow. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's very weird. And then I, I took like a, uh, you know, like when you, when you go scuba diving, like if you come up too quickly, you mm-hmm. get the, you get bends, the bends and then you have to mm-hmm. go in a set, uh, deprivation chamber. Action, yeah. uh, I don't do that. It's a deprivation chamber. I have my own way. You just, <laughs> you just rock it up and just let your blood boil. I, uh, I plug my nose and I blow really hard. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. You can do that too. <laughs> yeah, you, it's the same thing. It's very, it's cheaper. But I took like a long period of time where I just didn't go to any Disney park. I mean, wow. years, years where I didn't go to any Disney park. Uh, Purposefully? Yeah. It was one of the things where um, I was transitioning from my, like my cast member fun mentality, fun job yeah. into a like profession, profession, like office type job, office type <sighs> profession. And so there was a part of me that just so you were dying a little bit every single day. <laughs> Joking, but I'm also every not. single day. Yeah, there was a little. There was a part of me that was just like, I have to clean break this thing. Yeah. If I have my mind half in being in Disney and sort of missing, maybe and I can bring this into the in office Disney. a little bit. Yes, we'll do like noon parades. Right, exactly. One man like I just parades. do my my parade wave to everybody. Yeah. Hey, everyone! What's with the new guy? He's super weird. Yeah, have you seen? White, his... Have you seen the jacket he's wearing? It has epaulets on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like light blue, yeah. and I think he wears glitter. That's, that's right. His hair is perfectly coiffed. <laughs> uh, so, so I just had to like go okay, clean break, and I'll just I'll, I'll just get Disney out of my system for a little while. Uh, Aaron, I have two questions. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite Disney song and why? See, like you ask these like deep, like rip my soul open questions. Yeah. And I'm like, Aaron, do you like churros? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh man. Favorite Disney song from like a uh, Disney movie, Disney, Disney Land, song, favorite just, Disney song, uh, anything why? owned by Disney. Then uh, keep it in the Disney realm. Don't put it into Star Wars or, Star or ESPN. Wars, any, okay, yeah, because <laughs> okay. I was going to say all the theme ESPN. song. Theme song to ESPN. I don't sports. even know what it is, but if it would go like this. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Something. It would be short and easy to hum or or, or belch. I don't know. <laughs> That's the qualities of the song I'm looking for. That's also a word I don't like, and I don't approve that we use that word. Qualities? Uh, no, the other one I used. I'm going to save it. I have a thing with words, and I don't like that word, and we shouldn't have it on the podcast. Belch? Yeah. I don't like it. It's got a ch at the end, and it shouldn't. Okay. And it's almost onomatopoeia. It is onomatopoeic. Yeah. Onomatopoeia what? Poetic. Oh, onomatopoeic, yeah. Uh, I'm not really good with songs, Scott Storm. I know. You don't like music. Oh, good. You know that. You know a lot more about me than I thought you did. Huh. You pay attention. Yeah, I, do. I don't I listen. like- I listen. I'm a good listener. I, I don't like music. I talk a lot, but I'm a good listener. I'm going to go with Chim Chimmery. Good song. Okay. Good song. I like those guys. Yep. I like the Sherman There's Brothers. something- uh, there's something secretive and and about that song about the about the uh, about the musical notes and it's yes. very simple. It's a very simple song. Yes. There's not a lot to but it. But there's there's mystery in that. song. Yeah, there's a lot of like mystery, yep. and I like that it's uh, it feels like a pre-rain song. It feels like rain is coming, and I like that a lot. So Chim Chimmery, good song, good song. Yeah. All right, last question for Scott Storm. Yes. Get to know your host. What's your favorite thing? about Bob Sleds and Banthas, the podcast, or, yeah, no. What's your favorite thing about Bob Sleds and Banthas? Uh, easy question to answer. Oh, good. My favorite thing about Bob Sleds and Banthas is being able to have a part in my week, every week, where I get to sit down and talk with you oh, for like an yeah. hour and a half. Uh, I love the fact that we are getting to know each other through this show. Yeah. 
I love the fact that we are uncovering like deep loves and nostalgia that we have for a thing that we share mm-hmm. for Disney and Star Wars. I love that uh, we get to talk about these things and share it with others. And um, I have just really had a desire to have a Disney-based podcast mm-hmm. for a very long time. And I have, for no- a number of different reasons, have not launched one, have not found the right creative partner for something like that. Uh, and uh, and for various different reasons, either because it wasn't the right person or because just geography prevented it from happening or logistics prevented it from happening. But um, I feel very, very thankful, very fortunate that I have a creative partner in you yeah. to do a show that we both are very, very much in sync on mm-hmm. and that we both really enjoy doing and enjoy sharing with others. Hmm. Good answer. I was hoping that would be the answer. And you it were? Was the answer. I saw your fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, You're like, please say something nice both. about me. <laughs> yeah. You got the hint. So you changed your answer right away. <laughs> yeah, I pivoted. I immediately yep. pivoted. It was it was uh, fortune and glory was the original uh-huh. uh, answer. And, then you it and it was like, oh, I like sentimental. hanging out with Aaron. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Aaron, hey. Last question. Mm-hmm. What do you want out of Bob says and Banthas? Oh wow! Uh, I thought you were going to ask me the exact same question, so I was not prepared to want to answer the one <laughs> that you want uh, that you asked. Uh, I think what I want out of bobsleds and banthas is a platform that, um, you know, by the, the, the grace of whatever, whatever skill we have in this arena, uh, would allow people that are having trouble connecting with magic, putting it into words, uh, that, that they would, they would feel a renewed sense of, of, of wanting to ponder what that is. Like, I don't really like Disneyland a whole lot. I, so I'm going to listen to this podcast, but I don't, I don't really get it. I'm listening to it with my significant other. I'm listening to it with my kids. I'm listening, whatever. And I just, I don't really get it. I, 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 what I want from a podcast is a way to put uh, the the purpose of magic into words and have somebody be able to connect with with that in a way that uh, this is like maybe I'm I, maybe I am ready to try to experience some joy again I love that. Or, or or something like that and I don't want to say that I've had other Disneyland podcasts oh, but here we go <laughs> but if I have the only I mean I, we like all the comments right but the ones that mean the most are are, are when people I actually had a friend here at work that when I met them, not a Disneyland fan at all. Like, I don't understand why you would talk about that or why you would go. It's yeah. like four grand every time you go. And, and and then I would talk about it enough with him. And he finally got to a spot where he's like, I don't know, man, I'm thinking about going. Like, awesome. I, I feel like I need to go. And it, it's not for the rides, not for the attractions. It's for the magic. It's because I need to be confronted uh, with the idea that although uh, life is hard and difficult, there are good things. And if you're not able to experience that goodness anymore, like, it's okay to ask why. Why am I not able to? To feel yeah. joy anymore and it's okay to go through a process of wanting that again wanting to like it's a scary thing when you've gone through tough times it's a scary thing to want to be happy again yeah you hear this in, yeah. in books and movies i'll never be happy again i get it man i get what that's like uh, but to dare to be happy again is another thing and what i'd want from this podcast is to is to help somebody shore up that dare and be like you probably can maybe once more you probably can and i like podcasting with you because you have cool shirts oh well, thanks you have a cool shirt too what am I wearing? Oh, no, you're yeah. wearing a yeah from the Earth to the Moon. Yeah, ended. Hey, great, great answer by the way. I don't want to take anything away from a very endearing and oh, heartfelt yeah. answer. That was a that was a great answer. Oh, I'm happy. I hope I I I too hope that uh, the people who listen feel like happy when they listen and they feel like they're encouraged to be happy and that they go, yeah, this is a thing. If I don't love it, I'm gonna give give myself the opportunity to love it. Yeah, confront yeah. happiness. Confront happiness. I want you to pretend like we just did that interview this week, not 
four years ago. Oh, you mean the interview between you and me? Yeah. Hey, so uh, that was us talking about us. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I did. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you I did. I don't know which of those I'm using, but that was that was fun. That's the end of that's the end of that. And you can uh, we're gonna be done with this episode now. What a great episode. Hey, good stories, good time. Good time. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed hanging out with us. Uh, listen to us talk about ourselves. We, we we sure loved it. I was talking about you. No, you were talking about yourself. That's I, true. I was. Yeah. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening. We love making this show, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to it. This has been, if you haven't figured it out already, Bob Says and Banthas. We release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. If we're not there, we want to be, so get a hold of us. Let us know where we should be so we can be there. Please be sure to subscribe. We would love it if you left us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find the show, and we'd love to know what you think of it. We want to take a moment to thank all of our listeners for leaving us reviews. Particularly, I'd like to thank Walt's Office, who sent us a DM on Instagram that said, Hey guys, I found the podcast this morning and was hesitant. I've grown weary of Disney podcasts because I can only take so much of two or three dudes talking to themselves, but with a mic in front of their faces and with next to no production value to to boot. I am pleasantly surprised in your content and production, so wanted to take a moment to thank you. I've enjoyed three episodes so far today while working around the house and looking forward to more. P.S., you should definitely get some I Crash the Falcon t-shirts out there. So much. We should get those t-shirts. You feel like it's a little ironic to read that particular review at the end of an episode where we just spent an hour talking about ourselves? Maybe it is. Should we okay. just cut that out and leave it for next uh, next week? Oh, no. I'm putting it in there. Oh, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted to yeah, check with just, you. Let's just... I just, just want to check with you first. Keep on the self-love. <laughs> just ladle after ladle. It's important. Thanks for that uh, for that message. Uh, Walt's Office. Walt's Office. Yeah, Walt's great, Office. Great. A, a great Instagram account, too. You should definitely follow. Oh, fun. Them. Right yeah, on. Yeah, lots I'll of fun. I'll look that up. Nice. Uh, please visit us at bobsudsandbanthas.com. Email us info at bobsudsandbanthas.com if you want to do some sort of collaboration. We would love to work with you. You. Follow us on Instagram at Bob Says and Banthas. Yeah. And until next week, he's been Aaron. Yay for me. I've been Scott. I love myself. <laughs> and we've been Bob Says and Banthas. You know, I mean, my my own Instagram account at Aaron Robbins has, you know, it's been going up since I started doing this show. Has it? Is that right? But what do, you, what do you say? You know, I hear when you say like, oh man, I got hundreds of followers from that or dozens of followers from that or tens of followers from that. What's less than that? What do I say? When fives. <laughs> okay. I've I got fives, fives of followers. Fives of followers yeah. of that. <laughs> oh, I've gotten fives as well. Fives as well. Excellent. <laughs> thanks everybody. Yeah, we'll yeah, see you next week. Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In electro-synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Waste time with your friends when your chores are done.